two little podcasters trying to get a clue. They got into an argument and then there were still two, I guess. Today's episode, Clue versus And Then There Were None. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I wrote that down. I put more than a half second of thought into it. I literally gave you a round of applause. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Movie Deja Vu, the podcast that answers the question, didn't I see this somewhere from two movie aficionados? I'm the judgy old spinster, Shady, and with me, as always, is a very well-dressed corpse, John. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I try so yeah. hard no. to look spiffy, even though I'm dead on the inside. You're very spiffy, as always. And as we all know, that's what's most important in life. To be spiffy, yes. <laughs> so, John, how are you doing today? As you I'm just take a swig from your giant bottle. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're talking about, Shady. No one can see this. <laughs> we delete those files after we after we upload it. Right. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. For a minute there, when I when I was watching, and then there were none. I thought I made another oopsie, but then I was like, no, there's still stuff we could we could compare things. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot to compare with these mm-hmm. two. For a second, I thought it was the Boyhood episode revisited, and then I was like, no, no, there's more. We could do more. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a, a different uh, there's vibe. things and stuff. Yes. There's, I mean, a hugely different tone and a different vibe, but they're both solid parlor mysteries Mm -hmm. that just unfold in a different but somewhat complimentary way. Let's give the backstory before we continue on this conversation, because you and I can talk for hours on these movies, let's be real here. Or, well, one movie, one TV miniseries? Yeah, the the BBC production. It's a three hour long film. Yeah. Not even. No, wait. It's like an hour, two hours and 40 minutes. That's true. And if you cut out all the extra times you see the credits. Yes. Or like the the previously. (laughs) So we are starting in 1985 with the movie Clue uh, with the story by John Landis and Jonathan Lynn. Screenplay by Jonathan Lynn. Director Jonathan Lynn. Rotten Tomatoes score of 68% and a Metacritic score of 39 out of 100. And that is out of 11 reviews. Oh, wow. Three were positive, four mixed, four negative. I don't understand why, though, personally. Yeah. I I mean, mixed, a lot of mixed reviews, I get. Yes. Yeah, but like... When you think about 1985 comedy movies, because this, I mean, this is a comedy. Yeah. Right? When you boil it down. They were doing everything that, like, Airplane, Naked Gun, I think I, I think Naked Gun was later. But, like, all those other 80s comedies that weren't, that, like, sometimes towed the line of slapstick, but also dry wit. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. My, my best guess is that they screened it with only one of the endings instead of all three. <sighs> that makes sense. Then. That's my, that is, which even then I'm like, I mean, I still wouldn't give it a negative review. I just feel like it kind of ended on a little bit of an anti-climax. Right. Cause if it wasn't the one where it was everyone. Yeah. If you saw the Miss Scarlet one, you'd be like, Okay. Leslie Ann Warren gave a great performance. There was nothing really funny about that ending though. Right. But like the whole movie was great. Even up until, up until the blackout that Tim Curry does while he's, it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Search me. (laughs) Um, But anyway, the IMDb summary, six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as bodies, as the bodies pull up, pile up. Wow. They don't pull up anywhere. It's okay, Shady. None of us can read. It's fine. We're millennials. We were touched to our phones. Um, Instagram, TikTok, what? uh, And then we are doing the 2015 BBC version of And Then There Were None. I was the one who pitched this episode, correct? No, I thought I did. Or did I I think I was the one who pitched doing this particular version of And Then There Were None. Really? I thought I was. (laughs) I don't remember. It's been so long since it's been on our list. But that's why I said I made an oopsie because I thought I was the one that was like, well, we were we were talking about when we did Knives Out. Mm-hmm. I, I think I thought of like also Clue and I was like, and I think I was reading the book and then there were none at the same time. And I was like, there's, there's enough here. Yeah. I think, because so. um, I've seen this miniseries before we decided on this episode, and I feel like I either was the one who said we should do this version, or I agreed to do this version, because this is, as far as I know, the only English language version that keeps an ending true to the book, where, spoiler alert, nobody survives. Right. I yeah. haven't seen the other, the 19, ooh, the... The 1945 movie? Sure, let's go with that year. Yeah. You know what? I want I have the, I have this one for special features, so I'll break down all the other iterations okay. of it. Okay. But I haven't seen any other version of it. I've only read the book I, and then watched this for this for this episode. Yeah. Oh, quick question. Was this a like an assigned reading book for you in school? No. I think I first read it on my own as like an um, I, I think I remember reading it as like a, uh, you have to read other books besides these assigned reading books in high school. Mm. So I think that's when I first read it. And then every so often I pick it up and I always forget who did it until <laughs> I remember. The, 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 the. <laughs> I don't want to spoil right now who did it, but like when his murder happens, right. That's when I remember who like, oh, was yeah. the murderer. That was yeah. staged because. Yes, right. because I know I remember. <laughs> I remember then at the end, in the novel, how he kills himself. Right. So then, once that murder happens beforehand, the murder quote unquote right. happens beforehand. I'm just like, oh right, it's him. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this was a signed reading for me one year, one summer, I think going into 10th grade. And it was 
I think the only assigned reading book in all of high school that almost everyone in my class actually read the whole way through and enjoyed. It is a damn good book. I will I will drop this little fun fact. I believe this is her bestseller out of uh, all of her books. I would I think believe, it has or, to be. Or at least I will, I will I will take a step back and say one of her bestsellers. I feel like it's got to be this and if it's not this it's Murder on the Orient Express. Or what about the uh, the uh, Murder on the Nile? Death on the Nile. That's a sequel to Orient Express. Well, it's a, it's another Perot. Perot. Yeah. Perot is just a char- a re- like it's a series it's not like right. it's not like harry potter right <laughs> it's just that he he finds murder or murder he gets brought into this other murder to solve right while he's on vacation yes jessica fletcher <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway and then there were none 2015 uh written well based off of the book written by agatha christie screenplay written by sarah phelps Directed by Craig Viveros. Viveros. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of 80%. Metacritic score of 82 out of 100. That is out of 10 reviews. Wow. (laughs) Nine were positive. One was mixed. According to IMDb, 10 strangers are invited to an island by a mysterious host and start to get killed one by one. Could one of them be the killer? Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So what I like right off the bat is that they're brought to a secluded place mm-hmm. by a mysterious letter. Mm-hmm. So, but in Clue, it's a mansion. In, is it in California? No. Yes. I don't remember. I think they said New England. New England? Yeah. And in and then there were none. They're they're on an island, like yeah. away from the away from mainland uh, England. So it's like you can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You, no, that's like one thing with Clue is it's always a little flimsy. Their reasoning for nobody being able to escape, like it's just a tad flimsy. Um, can can I just say while watching Clue, this has nothing to do with us <laughs> comparing these movies together, by the way. Yeah. But while watching Clue, and I don't know if you found this because you had Clue for special features, I would have loved to see seven endings of this movie where you know oh. you each person yeah. gets it, and then it's that the one yeah. where it's everyone except for Mr. Green. Because I don't know about you. But like majority of the time I play the game, it's always Mr. Green or like 75% of the time it's Mr. Green that is the murderer. That's, I don't know that I've ever noticed how often, <laughs> it's been a hot minute since I played Clue. I used to love that game as a kid. I don't but know I, that I ever noticed a trend, but that's so funny that for you it was always Mr. Green. Because I mean, especially with Michael McKeon throughout the whole movie being like, I didn't do it. Yeah, I just thought it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. to see him do it as well as while we're watching it for this time i noticed that colonel mustard once the cook dies colonel mustard's like don't touch the knife we could get evidence and then he touches the knife <laughs> yeah. so i was like "Ooh, are you are you covering up for your murder i would have loved to see yeah. that ending it would have been um, great to see all this stuff get paid off in different ways and then this the slate wiped clean and now now it's all gonna pay off in a different way. 
but then and then there were none there is you can't there is no other way to tell the story right yeah like i i well what they did though with this mini series ooh i can't remember from the last time i read the book though in this mini series though it seems like a few of the um people were haunted by their past mm-hmm. and i think that was just added for this i don't remember them like yeah i think that's just a visual dramatization because the whole thing in the book he did want to like torment them based off of their guilt mm -hmm. so i think this was just a way to communicate that and also give the actors a little more something to work with kind of i really enjoyed that yeah oh it was it added such a cool creepy like tinge to the whole thing yeah and the fact that like all 10 of them are accused of murder mm -hmm. and then for clue they're all being it's interesting because like they're accused of murder and they did it or at least they were part of what how somebody died right they, say. they were in some way responsible for a person's death yes and then for clue though they're all being blackmailed mm -hmm. for secrets or I'm sorry. I have Miss Scarlet's <laughs> your secrets. <laughs> that for you Wadsworth. Like I have that monologue stuck in my head, but I think um, they all did some, they all obviously did something wrong yeah. for whatever reason. And then they're being blackmailed well, by Mr. Body allegedly, yeah. but really it's for other higher secrets that they have. Um, well, what's interesting about that is, and this is just playing up on like sort of the dissonance and values between now and the 1950s, which is when Clue is set, that Mr. Green is there not because of something he did wrong. He's being blackmailed for something he is, which is gay. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly, which wasn't, you know, strictly illegal at the time, but he would not have been allowed to keep a job at the FBI. Um, well, also, Wadsworth's wife was friends with socialists, not the wife was a socialist. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's all tying into House Un-American, et cetera, et cetera, Red Scare, McCarthyism, again, blah, blah, blah. Al again, allegedly, though, because it right. depends on which ending you follow. Also, right. I, have a, I have a litany of questions <laughs> about Clue. <laughs> sure. So if we're if we were to believe the final ending where it's like everyone does it and Wadsworth is really Mr. Body and everything and Mr. Body played by Lee Ving for us <laughs> I, I need to just pause for a second because that's the best name ever of an actor <laughs> he is the butler so why is Yvette like grossed out by Lee I never understood I I, I th while watching it, I was like I don't get this guy you know when he comes when he comes and sits down. At dinner and he's like no thanks if that i just ate and she's all grossed out and skeeved out by him yeah but if he's the butler well because <laughs> didn't he just like cop a feel or something like he just like touched her oh, ass oh he's getting way too much into character <laughs> i know it's like okay buddy this is for one night oh <laughs> what was i gonna say i forget what i was gonna say so <laughs> I just like also that these are both period pieces because like, mm -hmm. um, and then there were none is such, it, it is a period piece because Agatha Christie did write it in the thirties. So right. like a lot of the references and a lot of the things that they do in there, like there's no cell phones. Right. Fuck that. <laughs> 
you can't i i think you really can't do the story of and then there were none and introduce modern technology oh no absolutely not you'd have to go through a lot of trouble at least to justify the power going out and like nobody getting any sort of reception or like internet connection on the island yeah Yeah. and then also uh the same in clue where for them like it's a board game that they're basing it off of (laughs) yeah so you could set it whenever but they picked the 50s and it's such a interesting time to pick that Mm -hmm. because there's also a technology a, a technology deficit Dif- right. deficit De- oh oh am i saying oh oh am i saying three dollar <laughs> words on this podcast oh baby oh those are words you normally read nobody says those words nobody says the word deficit oh <laughs> um i think part of why they chose the 50s is because that's a very good time to be blackmailing people because of things like the house on american committee Right. Um, but then you but, can make it ho- make, you can make a Hoover joke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also in both uh, in both movies to help set the period and set like why there are certain tensions that exist. They do make a few passing references to certain uh, political events that are happening. You know, they mention a few times in and then there were none all this business with the Germans or something like that. Or like they'll talk about the war where they're clearly referencing World War One. Yes. Um, so that you really get the really sets in the idea that there's a lot of tension building in Britain right now because of the guy over in Germany. Could you set so Clue is set in America clearly, and mm-hmm. and then there were none were set in England. Could you swap it and it still be the same movie? No, mm, I think you could swap. No, no. No, I don't think you could. I don't know that there was the same kind of red scare happening in England uh, in the 50s. So you'd have to change something about the blackmailing plot. And then I think too much of and then there were none is sort of about the tensions between different ideas of class and what's appropriate. Um, And that was always a much bigger deal in England than it was in America. Um, Mm. And I also think a lot of the trauma from the Great War is a little stronger in England than it was in America because it was closer to home for England. Got it. Got it. I I was just, you know, bullshitting, trying to like be like, (laughs) high concept. Uh, And then there were none set in the Virgin Isles or something like that. I mean, I think you could, you'd have to change a lot is the thing. You could not like. You could have like the same concept of like 10 strangers coming to a, a secluded island but set it anywhere but then you have to be like okay so what is actually happening in the world at this time right what is happening in this continent if you're gonna be like hey we're setting you on an island off of africa what's <laughs> happening like i think like oh go ahead no that was that was my point oh, okay because <laughs> uh one thing that's interesting it's been a while since i've read the book but I don't think Philip Lombard in the book is explicitly Irish, but there's a, there's a few things that they added, like because um, there's, there's I don't like, remember I don't remember uh, uh, somebody being called Tubbs the whole mm, move. I don't remember that in the book, but I right. could be mistaking that minor detail. Right. 
I just bring that up because like some of the tension is that like Bloor keeps referring and Armstrong keep referring to Lombard as a Fenian and like clearly like casting aspersions on him just solely off of his accent because Aiden Turner is Irish. So I wasn't sure if maybe that was something they wrote into the character when they cast him or if they cast him for that purpose. It's kind of a kind of tensions between uh, the British and the Irish throughout history. I don't know if you knew that. What? <laughs> Go figure. Uh, so I thought that was interesting, and I don't remember that being a thing in the book, but I might be wrong. I could I could be forgetting things like like reading Agatha Christie. She's a little dry in mm-hmm. my. Uh, n- no offense, no offense to Christie <laughs> Agatha Christie fans. Agatha Christie at the Agatha Christie Foundation or or, or <laughs> um, what do I want? Estate. No, uh. no offense to the, any of that, but like sometimes she can be like, especially in the exposition phase, she can be a little dry. Yeah. So, but that's no. also with any book. Any, I feel that sometimes with some with other books. Right. Except I, I, except for the YA novels, they get right to the point. <laughs> um. Wait, who made the Clue board game? Was that Parker Brothers? I think I that was. Believe so. Okay, so we'll we'll just right up front uh, also credit the Parker Brothers estate or Clue and the story because wasn't the story in the board game is that Mister Body is murder victim of a murder, so yes. that they pulled from the the last line that Michael McKeon says is clearly from the board game. Right. Well, the second to last line. Oh yeah. I'm going to go home and sleep with, <laughs> sleep my, with wife my wife is the last line. <laughs> Which is so fucking funny. I'm sorry. It's hilarious. Just <laughs> the way he, that big shit eating grin. Oh, love it. Um, but going back to Mr. Body, there is in both of these movies, depending on which ending you get with Clue uh, or which ending you believe, even though <laughs> they tell you which one it was, um, <clears throat> somebody is using a pseudonym uh, when they invite oh, everyone yeah. to the party or whatever you want to call it. Um, obviously in Clue, it's Wadsworth is actually Mr. Body. Um, and of course, body being a pun on the human body as in the dead body, as in the, the corpse. But uh, it's spelled with double Ds. Yeah, so it's it's fancy. Body, yaddy, yaddy. <laughs> and then in... Um, and then there were none. We've got UN Owen, which is of course unknown. And it or turns Uno. Out- I forgot about unknown, but I I was reading it as Uno being meaning more like there is only one. Because they talk about um how it's uh, a husband and wife who sent out the letters. Mm-hmm. I forget their uh, Ulrich and Una. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Some wild and weird <laughs> names that you're like. <laughs> what nobody has that name (laughs) right and so it makes it sound like they're blaming a husband and wife team throughout but really there's only uno there is only one (laughs) those Um, statues by the way were so fucking weird yeah they were oddly i don't want to say sexy just very prominent booties they yeah yeah, I was like, do I need to censor this for a second? Yeah, am I, was... am I, am I saying boobs? Yeah. <laughs> um, I love though the the opening credits that it's like the smashed pieces and everything like that. 
Yeah, because in the book, they they smashed the figurines. Yeah. But in the movie, they did it. Sorry, we don't mean to be comparing book to movie on this podcast. (laughs) That's a different podcast for a different day. But (laughs) yes, I did like, though, that in both movies, some of them, some of the characters admit to what they their wrongdoings and right. then some of them are, are feigning innocence and it's like you're not innocent uh, yeah yeah no it's it's pretty great um I, like i love miss scarlet and lombard for both just being like yeah i fucking did it and i'm, I'm right. not gonna pretend i didn't because you all know you did the thing you're being accused of so you all know we're all not innocent here and then um, even and then even at the end uh with what's her name crap i'm looking up her name i'm looking oh, up miss claythorne yes okay yes vera where she was like i can't i i've 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 convinced people already and it's like bitch for this where this side of you come from <laughs> uh yeah she was um she was pretty fucking evil in this version which i loved because i feel like that's the character that usually gets like sort of the softer adaptation people try to get you to root for her I love that in this one, they kind of make you think that Cyril's death actually was an accident. And then they, like, at they the end, they build you like, up. And then all of a sudden they pull the rug under you and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, I smashed my face on the ground. Oh, shit. <laughs> Pretty great. And like great performance by Maeve Dermody, uh, which first of all, let's not forget that as a similarity, both of these movies have an all-star cast. Uh, Clue being all stars of comedy, and and then there were none being the all stars of the BBC, except for Sam Neill, or is he an all star? He does BBC stuff too. I don't know. They've all Um, got people who've done like Game of Thrones or like a bunch of Guillermo del Toro movies. You got people who pop up all over the place here. I would like to amend a statement I made earlier. Um, I'm correct. I'm correcting myself. According to the IMDb trivia that I'm looking at right now, it is Agatha Christie's best-selling novel and the world's best-selling mystery. Mm. Because she, it has sold more than a hundred million copies worldwide. Damn. Right. No biggie. I do like how there's, uh a missing gun in both of them mm-hmm. and it's but like it's not done in a like i've seen clues seven thousand times <laughs> uh, this and was if you grew up in the 90s watching a lot of cable television you saw clue a lot and then also going to the library and our blockbuster and renting it yes yeah. <laughs> but naturally the gun goes like i mean in clue it's supposed to be whoever shot the singing telegram girl has the has the gun. Right. Fine. But then in and then there were none. Is it wait, no, is it Lombard's gun? Yes. It's Lombard's gun, yes. Lombard's gun is the one that goes missing. I watched this today. Why am I forgetting? <laughs> um, Lombard's gun is the one that goes missing and then is hidden in a bear for a while. Yeah, because it was the one spot they didn't think to check. With the key, I was a little like, what? I don't know how it fit in there, but you know what? Good for Wargrave. Um, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, good for him that he was like, here's a spot where nobody will look for it. And he was right. <laughs> um, I love that they all like stripped down for the search too, because then we got a little sexy Aiden Turner action, which, you know, I was very much it. looking forward I'll to. I'll take it. I'll take all of it. <laughs> Um, him, him and just the towel. Oh, 
it did not it did not there's no practical reason why the towel was slung that low except that they did it for us they did for you and me (laughs) (laughs) and this is the reason the lumiere brothers created the first moving image (laughs) there you go you said it for Mama Mia. I'm saying it for, and then there were none. <laughs> okay, but going back to the gun, did you notice that in both movies there is an argument near the climax between two characters number, about how many bullets? How many bullets? Are- uh, no, it would be one plus one plus two plus one. No, it's one plus two plus one plus one. You forgot about the bullet that killed me. And he holds up a bullet. Oh, uh, goddamn! That, Charles dance. Uh, that scene they edited, right? Yeah, they yes. Yeah, because there was like a letter in the. It book, was a letter. Yes, yes, a letter explaining why he did everything. Yeah, and, and how he did it. And how he did it. Yes. Yeah. Which a little more dramatic if you've got somebody begging to be let go of a noose. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Which somebody hang? Somebody gets tied up by yeah. by the neck. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that the word? Is that English? Is that the English I want to say? I knew what you meant. <laughs> a rope is used to murder one person in each movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in Clue, it is one of the pieces from the game, mm-hmm. and then and then there were none. It was part of the poem. Yeah, like that's 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 one of the major differences between three of them is the is how they were murdered. So like in, and then there were none, spoiler. Katie already (laughs) spoiled it, but we're gonna say spoiler. Okay. Wargrave kills people via the poem, the poem, 10 Little Soldier Boys, which, oh oh boy, I need, I I have- It was different times when she wrote the book very different times which i will wildly different i'll get i'll get into it in special features because that's what that was my plan but in clue really the only ones that only people that die were the people who were informing mr body about our Mm. main cast yeah the 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 pieces from the board game the pieces from the board game and then they were murder just by way of convenience yeah or well they were invited there to then get murdered (laughs) um and in a meta way there's a theme to their or not a theme but like a pattern to their murders where except for two of them get shot uh because mr body gets shot at the end but Uh, very good (laughs) before sorry john's face was perfect But before Mr. Body gets shot, all of the other victims are killed using a different weapon because it's all of the weapons from the game. And then, so there is, to us, the audience who is aware of the board game, there's a pattern there. Um, And then, of course, the pattern in And Then There Were None being the poem, like you said. Is there a logic to who was murdered when and and then there were none? Or is it just get rid of them in whatever order? Because it doesn't feel like yeah it kind of feels like whatever was convenient i know i remember in the book he tried to kill them in like reverse order of how much their guilt tormented them because he wanted the people who really felt guilty to also feel tortured while they were on the island and that's why the pretty boy gets it first because he barely even noticed that he murdered anyone 
Right. I just, let alone I two just, children. I just felt like, okay, let me, fuck, <laughs> well, let me find his name. Hold on. I want to, want to yeah. say, I felt like uh, Anthony James Marston, the character, mm-hmm. the one that you're, we're talking about right now, it just felt like he picked the wrong glass. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or... I don't they, and I don't think he ever actually states in the movie that that was his goal was to torture them that way. So it well, might've just been whoever was convenient. But that kind of goes against about the second victim, Ethel, the maid of the maid of the house or mm. the one is that's protect, acting as the maid because she felt, she sure as shit felt guilty about what happened maybe because she didn't actually do it so he gave her a reprieve that she only allowed her husband to do it i I don't know i always thought it was bullshit that mrs rogers gets killed because she didn't do shit right but like she just let her husband she's one of the 10 she's one of the 10 on this island she was going to die no matter what yeah (laughs) i just like though that like they especially especially and then there were none they were corrupt women because usually in like mystery mysteries, it's always like spies and they're men and Ooh, James Bond and all that. But like, <laughs> but like, you know, no women got to Vera, be corrupt characters and they made Vera like a true villain in this. Like oh, she's so evil by the yeah. end of it. You're like, I can't wait for her to die. It's great. Right. And you know, she's the final girl. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, she she fits the mold up until you actually find out the truth of her story. And then you're like, oh, but like, she's then literally the final girl. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But what I didn't like, especially about this, especially like the fact that this came out uh, seven years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't like that it was an all white cast. Personally, I feel like you could have they could have colorblind. Like I know that they're trying to be some bullshit historical reasoning about an all white cast but like you could have 2015 did yeah no because i i agree it does especially like a 2015 production it stands out that it's so white it's so white yeah um (laughs) yeah um like like there were definitely changes that could have been made I did. God, I just really liked it. I'm not gonna lie. I know that's a question we ask at the at later, but like, I really liked it. And Clue, I mean, I mean, Clue, come on, it's Clue, it's, it's Clue, clue. It's, get it's clue. it, and I, you know, yeah, I want, the, I want other endings though. Please tell me, please tell me that you found somewhere they that they at least scripted it. I've got, you, I, I you, have, okay, I you have got it, you got it, you. okay, yeah. Do can we just go there now, <laughs> or is there is there anything else you want to talk about the movies? Um, I was just going to talk about. I really like sort of the contrast in how they look um, aesthetically. I, oh. I like, like I like that Clue kind of goes for more of a. It's a sort of a classic Hollywood uh, without actually doing it in black and white or anything, but it's staged more similarly to how a classic Hollywood film would be than other films of the 1980s. It's a lot more wide shots where you see multiple actors reacting to each other and doing different physical gags, um, which is fantastic. There's kind of a theatery element to it, uh, which is perfect for something like this. You know the scene where the cop is, 
comes out of the library and he's like, you got a phone call from Jagger Hoover, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. I was noticing other members of the cast, because usually I focus on Tim Curry in that scene because he's the one that has the lines. But right. I was noticing like Leslie Ann Warren was serving like, <laughs> like wild. <laughs> they're all wild and crazy faces. And I yeah. was living for it all. Oh my gosh. It's, it's really incredible. And it's, I mean, great thing that it's a movie that holds up on rewatch because you can watch it and just like you said, just watch different actors than you normally are inclined to. Because, mm-hmm. and that's why you get a cast like this because they're all so funny and they all know so well how to be funny without taking the spotlight from somebody else who's being funny at the same time. And then with, and then there were none. It kind of felt sepia tone. Yeah, there's a very greenish tint to it, kind of a sickly tint almost. A lot of more tightly held shots than you see in Clue, which is like kind of a more modern thing. Very clearly shot on digital, which makes it look even colder. And normally that's stuff that I kind of don't care for. I prefer a more classic uh, look, uh, but it works so well for something like this where it is so much the characters in their own psychology feel makes you kind of feel damp well like even with the costuming too Mm. so i don't know if you found this as well for clue but like they're not wearing their colors which is very interesting Mm -hmm. where i i I mean i mean mrs white her shawl hat i believe is lined in white yeah for that grand thing but like she's wearing black wearing all black but like I just found that really fascinating, this rewatch on it, where it was like, oh, because usually when you play Clue, right, the whenever you get choice. the card, yeah, yeah, whenever you get the card, Colonel Mustard is wearing right. a yellow suit of sorts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like when people dress up for Halloween, because that's like a pretty popular group costume is to just do Clue. They don't dress up like the movie. They dress up all in the color of the person they're supposed to be. Right. Still, uh, like Leslie and Warren's blue dress is very like luxe and um, expensive looking. And mm-hmm. then oh, you have it's Mrs. So low cut. How does it stay up? I love it. And then Mrs. Peacock is in like, I want to say it's bronze. Is it like a bronzy? Yeah. Like a bronzy dress that is like, satiny finish and everything but then oh, and in, she's got feathers in her hair and she's got feathers me. in her hair and then yeah. like uh <laughs> <laughs> and then you know that is in a in the sexy french maid outfit and everything again then, i don't know how it stays up she looks great she looks amazing kudos to colleen camp those things were sitting pretty but then in and then there were none like vera it, it's all like earth tones and grays and then like emily's wearing like a dark blue thing at one point yeah but it wasn't it makes the red swimsuit stand out so much it does but like also that's the only time you see like a true pop of color Mm -hmm. the rest of the time they're all in earth tones yeah something that blends into the island right and it also feels a little more period appropriate quote unquote yeah because like no one was wearing like lime green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and none of these characters certainly would. Right, but like you know, it kind of it was a it, it was a little interesting to watch to watch it because it was like, oh, you guys went for like realism, and then for Clue, like yes, it's a different circumstance that they're at, 
because mm-hmm. they're at a dinner party for the night and then for and then there were none they were there for like a week yeah a weekend like they're sp- they were invited for like a week it feels like yeah and some of them were invited in a professional capacity it's very it's very fascinating yeah very fascinating costumes costumes but do, do you want to do you want a sexy segue into hearing about potential different endings yes Okay. Are we doing special features? Is that what's happening? Yes, that's what I was trying. Uh, I'm not good at the sexy segues. We're going to sexy segue into special features. <laughs> do, 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 do. Special features. Sexy segues are John's job. <laughs> uh-huh. So, special features. That is the section of the podcast where. John and I each take a different movie that we've discussed. We do a little further research on it. Uh, We try to surprise each other with the fun facts that we've learned. And hopefully we also surprise you, our listeners. Uh, I am hoping to blow John's whole mind away with- I don't have a a brain anymore at this point. So (laughs) you're just gonna blow me like through the roof or whatever. Yeah, okay. I didn't really do that much research, so we're going to have fun. We're gonna... It's it's a little more difficult with the mini series. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to look at IMDb and find some fun facts. <laughs> All right. So, here is what I found uh with regards to different endings. Apparently, Jonathan Lynn, the director/writer, did want to do six different endings with each of uh the main characters being the culprit in the end, um, they decided early on in the process, or he decided early on in the process that it was just untenable. There was no way he was going to be able to do it and wow. make all of them uniquely funny um, and interesting and make sense with what we've already seen in the movie. So Lord. he went ahead and he wrote four endings. The three we there yeah. the three we see in the movie. And then I'm just going to read what the fourth one was because I'm kind of confused by it. It's a doozy. Oh, my apologies. This ending was in fact filmed and then cut. And I don't know know if there's a version of it that exists anywhere. I have the DVD. I'll find... Oh, fuck. I didn't watch it on the DVD. (laughs) Fucking yay. A fourth ending was filmed, but cut at the last minute. The events of the movie play out as usual, only at the climax after reenacting all the murders, which I'm just going to set this as an aside. That's a fucking incredible set, like comic set piece is the whole summation. I, I, love the, I love the pantomime of it. It's so, so brilliant. And you had a letter and you got 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 a letter. And that, that's another one where your focus is on, on Tim Curry because he's like the focus he is the actual focus, but every time you rewatch it, watch a different character because they are all mm-hmm. doing just fucking incredible work. And uh, also, before the reenact, like when you when the movie plays out, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to who's there and who's not there. Yes. So the events of the movie play out as usual, only at the climax after reenacting all the murders, Wadsworth announces that Professor Plum is the killer. Plum objects, saying that he doesn't have the gun and leading to the turn out your pockets, empty your purses sequence. Wadsworth produces the gun, explaining that in his lifelong quest for perfection, he has always failed. He tried to be the perfect husband, only to have his wife kill herself. He tried to be the perfect butler, only to find his to find himself employed to a blackmailer. Therefore, instead, he decided to commit the perfect murder by killing an entire blackmailing ring and leaving no witnesses. When the guests point out that they're witnesses, 
Wadsworth informs them that the brandy they were served at dinner was a slow acting poison and that he plans to lock them in the house and leave them to die. The evangelist returns and wrestles Wadsworth to the ground. Wadsworth confesses by beginning to reenact the murders again, while the evangelist is too confused to stop him. When he reaches the point where he greets Colonel Mustard, Wadsworth leaps outside, slams the door behind him and locks it, trapping the others inside as he escapes in a police car. The feds break through the conservatory window and presumably seek medical help for the poisoned guests. The film cuts to Wadsworth driving away, smirking at his success, only to hear growling from the back seat. He turns to see the guard dogs who leap at him just before the film fades out. What? So, so that's a, that's an everybody dies ending. That's a weird one. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it was cut because it doesn't seem like it's the same. Like, love Tim Curry. It doesn't feel like the, it feels like it'll be a different movie. Yeah, well, I, that's apparently the reason why they cut it was because they were like, well, this isn't really funny. And it's just that now all these characters you've enjoyed, had a good time with throughout this whole movie are all dead. Right. Um, or, or going to die. Yeah. So they were like, that's not great. That's <laughs> um, so much. Yeah. And I, I do, I don't know how he would explain how murders were committed where his location is accounted for. Is That's not Miss Scarlet's car, is it? I don't know. However, I was speaking <laughs> of color and all that. Oh, I did you notice, noticed. I did notice. Yeah. I did notice that the cars are their color. Okay. Yep. Which if you think about it, kind of makes sense because in the game, their pieces are what moves them. So oh, gonna, uh, no. Okay, I'm gonna no, stop there. The, and and I, I'm convinced that if you did not get the correct ending in theaters, because also famously this movie showed one of the three endings in theaters and you had to see it multiple times if you wanted to see all of them. And that was part of why it was such a bigger hit on home release and cable release was because you got all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you didn't get the last ending, you didn't get flames. It, it, of my face. Flames, flames, on the side of my face, breathless, heaving, breathless, <laughs> heaving. That is it, wasn't that? That ad-libbed? was in, that was ad libbed. Uh, Jonathan Lynn knew she was going to do something like that. None of the other actors knew. They thought that she had some like very bland line to say instead, which was what was written in the script. So if you pay attention to the actors' reactions, some of them are very clearly trying not to laugh. Uh, so that that's a good that's a good one. <laughs> can I can I just say a fun fact I noticed this time around? Yeah, sure. So the first time in the kitchen scene when the cook it is revealed to be dead, right? Mm-hmm. If you scan the people who were there, Wadsworth mm-hmm. isn't there right away. Mm-hmm. He only shows up after. They, um, Mr. Green shouts, somebody help me, somebody help me, please. And then you see and hear him. But before that, he's he's hidden. So it's like, oh. Also, That's did they the use topic. the same shot of Miss, uh, Miss Scarlet screaming? They did, yes? I don't know. I didn't see anything about that. Everyone watch it again. Right in. We do the socials at the end, if you don't know it already. Let us know. Um, so here's a fun fact about Miss Scarlet. She was originally supposed to be played by Carrie Fisher. Interesting. And then Carrie Fisher had to go to rehab a week before shooting began. So, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, so Leslie Ann Warren came in to replace her. Did a fuck of a job, I have to say. How dare she? <laughs> um, 
but yeah so we could have had Carrie Fisher I but you know what I'm kind of happy it was Leslie Ann Warren yeah because Carrie Fisher probably would have done a bang-up job she would have done a very different interpretation of the character I don't want to knock Leslie Ann Warren because she I mean it's infamy her her role also Another interesting factoid that I realized while re-watching this. So you have Leslie Ann Warren, Madeline Kahn, and Tim Curry. Uh, and I believe Michael McKeon were all in musical projects. Mm-hmm. So when they sing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow, they're the strong, they're the singers, they're the voices you hear the most. Yeah. Oh, especially Madeline going, hitting the highs. <laughs> And, and doing a di- the different melody, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. because this was around the same time as This Is Final Tap. Michael McCain is also a musician and is in several fake slash real bands, bands that blur the line between real and fake. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, this movie was a box office, a bomb. Is it because of the different endings? I think that had a lot to do with it. I think a lot of people were probably just put off by the idea of that being a marketing gimmick to begin with, uh, where it's like, oh, you want me to see this movie multiple times. Um, Like, I think people kind of like rage against that to some degree. And that hasn't happened ever again, right? I mean, we could we could make an argument about Zack Snyder's Justice League for our long. Well, no, but that's that's but that's a different thing because that's a different cut. That's a director's cut. That's a totally different thing than just having different endings that are intended to be seen on different occasions. This was a movie that you needed to see minimum three times. You're right. Minimum buy a tick buy three tickets, and that's if you didn't see the same one twice. To your knowledge, this is the only movie that's done this. Yeah, and used it as a marketing ploy like this, yeah. Um, also, I think the idea of it being a movie based off of a board game didn't endear a lot of people to it. Um, I will say, though, it is probably the most successful uh, oh, yeah. game to movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not even a question. I, I mean, anybody, yeah. I mean, maybe Detective Pikachu? I don't know. Um, I was going to say Mortal Kombat before... No it's so but it's it, but like it's so camp like the game is so camp too right but nobody liked it for a long time <laughs> <sighs> we um, like the song <laughs> yeah the song all-time banger um so yeah this was not a box office success but it did become a huge success on home video release and especially on cable tv because suddenly people could watch it with all three endings cut together and on top of that, you get the sort of title card, the title cards between each ending, which are hilarious and add a lot to that joke and really kind of builds it up before. All right. Good, satisfactory ending. I'm going to go sleep with my wife. And on that note, I'm going to hand it over to you. OK, so and then there were none was originally not the name of the book. Mm. John's going to do book talk for a second because we all know John likes to talk about novels. So um, I'm not going to say the word. I'm not going to say the word. Do <laughs> not. I will never say this word <laughs> because the original UK title was 10 Little N-Words. Now, I am reading on Wikipedia in the original UK novel and in succeeding publications until 1985. No! 
all references to, because they also say Indians. Because I believe they first change, that was like the first change. Yeah. Or all the references to in, Indians or soldiers were originally N-word, including the island's name, the <gasps> pivotal rhyme found by the visitors and the 10 figurines. Uh, UK editions continue to use the original title until the current definitive title appeared with the reprint of the 1963 Fontana paper back in 1985. Now, it was the American version that was titled and then there were none. Like, that was, like, uh, right off the bat, because... That's amazing that England managed to out-racist America in that one. (laughs) Well, they went from 10 little N-words to... Ten little Indians, meaning native sure. um, natives, yeah. Native Americans, not from India. Yeah, and I do believe we my um like the light either from the library or from like uh, my aunts or what like my my parents age people. You know, I don't want to say my parents bought this book, but like you know, like somebody like from when their childhood, we had a copy called Ten Little Indians. Yeah. And that's what I remember reading. But then all of them are now called, everything's now called, and then there were none. Great. Perfect title. Don't ever change it. Don't ever change (laughs) it. Uh, I was, so on the Wikipedia page, they do break down like when everyone dies. There's a whole little chart here that's like when they die, who they are, what they are accused of, and then how they died. And then they bring in the, the rhyme. But I did notice a little bit of different, a uh, little difference from this TV movie version that we watched and the book with Emily Brent, the the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the hmm. yeah. So yeah, listen, that that God bless Miranda Richardson for giving us such a wonderfully layered oh, portrayal so of just a horrible human. <laughs> So I'm reading here that according to the novel, Emily dismissed her teenage maid for becoming pregnant out of wedlock and uh, causing the maid to drown herself. So Mm. in the novel, in the movie, in this TV movie, there was a, they, they did the dirty, right? They, oh, that was, was, yeah. They they did the dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 (laughs) I wasn't sure if I was just like, putting my little queer glasses on and reading too much into this no 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 she definitely like licked her finger right yes yeah no no there's no reason to do all that if they didn't do the dirty in in a sexy way and then all of a sudden (laughs) emily's like goodbye bitch but uh that made in the movie uh, is over a train yes uh and it's awesome because then she's haunted by like a vision of her ghost and she's like oh fucked up on the side of her face and then according to, again, according to this Wikipedia page, Bloor, when he dies, uh, he's crushed to death by a marble clock in the shape of a bear. And then what we see is some weird hallucination with the bear rug, which yeah. I believe is supposed to be, again, spoiler, Wargrave <laughs> in the bear, like attacking him. Is that what happened? I think what he might I have see? like, I think, I think he might've had like the bear rug, like draped over him and like the head on top of his head and like stabbed him okay because <laughs> i was just like what am i what's yeah. going on i think they needed to make it trippy and weird like that uh or else it would have looked dumb well because that's what happens it's three little soldier boys walking in the zoo a big bear hugged one and then there were two yeah 
So, uh, yeah. Uh, but I will say I do love this book. This book everyone should read yeah. because it's quintessential Christie. Mm, yeah. I will say. Yes, you could read Murder on the Orient Express. Yes, you could read a Miss Marple book. Yes, you could read any other novel by her. Yes, you could go see. Yes, you could. Oh, yeah, yes, which was <laughs> what we did. Uh, yes, you could go see Mousetrap on the West End, which is still playing. I, I got. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Don't I, do not give away the ending. We do not talk about the ending. I, we do not talk about the ending. Like we don't talk about Bruno, but. <laughs> Um, this is the quintessential. Yeah. Christy. Yeah. I think this is like one this of is... the absolute best examples of a parlor mystery. One of which it even kind of doesn't fit into that mold anyway, because it's people being picked off and not people trying to figure out who the one murder was committed by, but it still has like that. Oh, you're all trapped together. Um, and, and like... they're all still trying to figure out the murder. It's a really great example of any kind of pick them off style stories, which we see in slashers all the time. We see them in all kinds of different subgenres of horror and mystery. Uh, but this is such a good everyone getting killed off by, one by one. Um, there have been a few uh, adaptations. There's the 1945 American film, also by the same title, and then there were none. There is um, 1965 Ten Little Indians, which is a British film. There's Gum Nam, which is ni- 1965 Bollywood. Oh, movie. oh, we should do that. There, there's another, uh, and then there were none in the 70s, uh, directed by Peter Collinson. And then there's a Filipino Ten Little Indians. <sighs> I literally just read this. Now I need to read it out to you. There's this movie called Ten Little Maidens, a 1985 adult film. Oh, we should do that. There's another There's another Ten Little Indians in 1989. There's this 2004 British American crime thriller called Mindhunters. Okay. Mindhunters stars, you ready for this list? Catherine Morris, LL Cool J, Johnny Lee Miller, Patricia Velasquez, Clifton Collins Jr., Christian Slater, and Val Kilmer. It was written by Wayne Kramer and Kevin Bro- Brodbin uh, okay. and directed by Reddy Harlan. Oh my God, how oh have my I not God. seen this movie? <laughs> Reddy Harlan, our favorite filmmaker. Ma. Oh, Reddy Harlan. Well, Come on. Oh, Come I on lo- the pod, Rennie. We love Come you. Come on the pod. Now Rennie, it's weird. support your career. Make more movies. Now it's weird because in the Wikipedia page, Mindhunters is one word, but if you look on the poster, it is clearly <laughs> two words. So. Oh, man. They are. Okay, so it, they're a group of FBI students who are undergoing training as profilers. Uh, the group travels with their instructor to a small island coast of North Carolina. Okay, so this is this is they the American it. version. They did it. Oh. They, they did something. Great. Uh, I'm. I think I'm going to watch this movie when we're done. I might uh, watch this movie. There is a. Oh, so there's a. Um, there's also been two radio programs. There's one in 1947 with the original title that we do not say, yeah. and then there was one in 2010. 
as part of Saturday Play Series and BBC Radio 4, which I, I hope they call it, and then there were none. <laughs> Uh, there was also uh, three stage plays. There was uh, a 1943 version, which was called, and then there were none. Then there was a 1944 version with the, with the name we do not say. <laughs> then there's a 2005 play. And then there was a tele, and then the television series that we talked about. I'm also surprised, Shady, you didn't bring up two versions of Clue that, that, is, that has happened and are happening. There's a musical version of clue that is that oh is, yeah as of this recording recording currently playing at paper mill playhouse in new jersey and then also there's going to be a remake that's remake been movie? yeah that's been in production development for quite a while starring the one and only ryan reynolds so yeah, gore verbinski attached to potentially direct uh that's been in the works for a while so we'll see We'll see. I could I could read you IMDb trivia, but that's boring. So I figured <laughs> I figured this was a little more fun and spice it up a little bit. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna make a bold statement. I feel like this is like the precedent for murder mysteries. Like it's not like, officially the first murder mystery. Not saying it's... that not saying it's not calling it the first murder mystery, but I'm saying right. like this is when we say like. Like this is this is the skeleton for future murder. Oh yeah, yeah, that. absolutely. Like, oh, like absolutely, this of... is hyper influential. Mm-hmm. This is one of I would have to say one of the most influential books out of England, maybe of the twentieth century. Well, I mean, then then she had other ones that yeah were different because you followed, you know, Miss Marple, Hercule Poirot. Um, A lot that were more straightforward murder mysteries in that there is one mystery at the beginning and we try to solve that. And then there's usually another murder or two on the way, but it's not a series of murders. Right. Like this one was the only, really the only series of murders. Like this this is the pick them off. Would we call this the, the grand parent of the slasher i think it's definitely an influence i think it's a huge influence on giallo which is a very direct influence on the slasher which we talked about go to fear street go to fear that fear street 1994 we talked yeah. about it i talked about it yeah what am i doing <laughs> i talk a lot i have, yeah. i have to i have two podcasts i talk a lot That's a sexy segue into our final thoughts. See, I did it. Say, I get, that's your job is to do the sexy segues. I cannot be trusted with anything sexy, let alone segues. Oh, you do sexy segues. You, you're putting too much pressure on yourself because you're thinking right. about it. Right. You, you have to. Like, you have to let it come to you. You can't force it. Those so special features. This is the section. No. Where- Final oh, thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> we did special <laughs> features. Special features. That's the section we just did. <laughs> final thoughts is what we're doing now. <laughs> Moving along to final thoughts. In this section, uh, John and I like to ask a series of questions, usually the same five. Usually our first question is, can we think of other movies like these? Um, I mean... Yeah, we did a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. 
and lots of murder mysteries with similarly all-star casts because if you don't do an all-star cast the one star it doesn't exist but also uh the most famous person in your movie if they're not the detective or the person who survives at the end they're the killer and everyone knows that trick the guy i recognize yeah yeah did we like these movies fuck yes loved them both honestly for different reasons yeah i will rewatch, and then there were none again and again yeah no no question about clue i think clue got me through the pandemic because i think i watched (laughs) it maybe three times in the course of a year and a half yeah so yeah no clue all-time banger love Mm -hmm. it quote it all the time you know Leslie Ann Warren, just so fucking hot. It's so great. Oh, <laughs> so hot. Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn, so hot. So uh, hot. Colleen Tim Camp Curry. Ooh, Tim Curry. And Colleen then- Camp doing a shitty French accent. Oh Come my God. On. She was so committed to that bad French accent and then dropped it right before she gets it. Oh, oh so good. Love her. Uh, and yeah, similarly with and then there were none. Gonna keep watching that for sexy Aiden Turner, sexy Sam Neill. Sexy you know what? And you know Neal. what? I'm gonna put it out there, Toby Stevens. And also, I'd hit it. I don't know the actress's name, but Vera can get it. Oh yeah, Maeve Dermody. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. She didn't look out of place in the 30s. Now that I think about it, you know how there's some actors that are like in period pieces that you're like, ooh, you're too modern day looking. <laughs> yeah. She. And I am like, this is, I, 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 I want to say this is, I mean, this as the biggest compliment, but like, she does look like a 1930s, 40s actress yeah. in that Oh, movie. absolutely. So, she has well, a very, very believable. Yeah, she has a very similar look to Emily Blunt, where she can just easily fade into any period. And also, right, she like just kind of looks like Emily Blunt. They should play sisters. Oh, yes! <laughs> So, we we already answered. Would we watch them again? Basically, we, yeah, we did. Would we recommend these? Fuck yes. yes. If you haven't watched Clue by now, what the uh-huh. hell is wrong with you? But also, I would recommend reading the book of And Then There Were None because of the slight differences that they have. Mm-hmm. That they have. Um, I this was a great adaptation. Not gonna lie, they mm-hmm. did make it their own, but they also stayed as true as possible to the source material. Right. Um, I do believe like most adaptations tends to change it where Vera's actually not that evil and ends up surviving or something. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of try to make it a little softer. And this one like retains that real like pessimistic view that the novel has. Right. Um, and also like so many of the changes do make sense given that it's now in a visual medium. Like if it were a letter at the end explaining everything, that's not as good. That's not as fun as somebody begging for their life. Oh, she sounded a little too real choking. (laughs) That whole tension where you see her feet on the chair dangling, Mm -hmm. trying to stay, oh, oh, so good. And then he just takes it away. He just takes it away. Like it's nothing. Just takes it away. God, I fucking, I love Charles Dance. So good. (laughs) And then final question, are these movies slash productions, I'll say, are these productions actually the same? See, I'm a little torn. I I, I don't want to give it a hard yes. Mm -hmm. I want to say like Clue was influenced by, and then there were none, the novel 
Um, But I don't want to say that they are exactly the same because like they veered off into their own thing. Like, yes, Clue is influenced, but no, they're not exactly the same. The same. Yeah. Well, there are certain things that like you could say, well, Clue is just sort of a pastiche of all parlor mysteries. And and then there were none just happens to be in there. But like there are certain particular things like the fact that everyone there, all the main characters didn't know each other uh, before. Oh, you are right. Because a lot of times it's like people who are a family or do know each other from, you know, their social circle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that it's a bunch of strangers brought there together. But yeah, I mean, the board game was obviously inspired by a lot of Agatha Christie stuff. Yeah. So you know what? Let's give. We're gonna I'm, just, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say no, just because we haven't disagreed in a while. I'm gonna give it a maybe. Okay. <laughs> Can I give it a maybe? Yes. We haven't. I, I don't like. I know we do soft and hard yeses and nos. I'm gonna give it a maybe. All right. Just, like just just to be a bitch, I'm gonna give it a hard no then. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Well, because you you said like they're they're strangers isolated but like there's after no that yeah and there's no detective who was hired to investigate it it's somebody who was right. already there i want to say it maybe because like the way that they go about trying to figure out who did it is very different right but like then there are some other elements and i'm like you're a little too close to give you a, a soft yes <laughs> you know what? No. i'm moderate uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full hard no only because one of them it's not the main characters who are getting murdered off. True, very true. So that, I'm gonna. That, I'm... That's why I'm moderate. I'm moderate <laughs> in saying maybe. All right, all right. We we love a centrist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna say that that does it for this episode. Um, Yay! We did it. We did it. Uh, if you would like to follow us on social media, get in touch with us, ask us questions, tell us we're dumb, you can find me at Cookie Shady. Shady, what is your dessert? Uh, something very British sounding. We don't want to care for fruit or dessert. <laughs> That's what Wait, you are. It's tr- treacle. Isn't that like a British thing? Treacle? 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 I don't know. I've only ever read the word. I've never heard it. Treacle in a cuppa. <laughs> yes, that's me. Yes. John, you can be found on. Oh, if you want to <laughs> attempt to find me on Twitter, I'm at Movies John with no H. Uh, I also do have another podcast called Life's But a Song that Shady has been a guest on numerous times. I don't think we've reached double digits yet, but we we will maybe. It's, it's coming point. up. It's, it's coming, coming up. up. Um, you can find Life's But a Song anywhere at But a Song Pod, and you can listen to it anywhere you're listening to this podcast. And do you want me to do the rest of the, the socials, or do you want to do it? It doesn't matter to me. You have such a great pattern with it. You like it when I spell. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I can't read for shit, but I sure can <laughs> spell. If you want to reach out to this podcast, Movie Deja Vu, you can email us at moviedejavupod at gmail.com. That is M-O-V-I-E-D-E-J-A-V-U-P-O-D at gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts and feelings about these movies or any other murder mysteries that we may have not touched upon or if you want to give us suggestions you're more than welcome to 
Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Deja Vu Pod, and we're on Twitter at Movie Deja Vu. No pod. Why, Shady? The pod was a red herring. <gasps> Which both movies did have, technically. Oh, my God. We didn't even bring up. Yeah, they do both say red herring, at least. They say it. <laughs> Communism is a red herring. Um, <laughs> we like listening to you guys. Tell us, yeah. what you, tell us your thoughts. We have some more Lauren Gismondi uh, submissions. So if you guys want to write in and give us ideas for future episodes i we will i we have read emails on, <laughs> so we will read your email if you want if you want us to do a suggestion yeah. and uh if you want to be part of next episode's conversation i do not believe this was a write-in let me double check nope it was not a write-in we, no was i think one. Uh, yeah i think you pitched this one one of us pitched it. We don't remember <laughs> at this point. It's he's just not that into you versus how to be single. Two rom-coms about dating. Dating and there's lots of people. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's mul- there's multiple stories happening. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it in that episode. <laughs> uh, and Alison Brie. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, stay safe. Bye for now, everyone, and we'll see you next episode. Oh no, we'll you'll hear us next. <laughs> this is not a visual medium. Oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and do some something. Okay, bye now for everyone. Bye, bye for now. <laughs>